0: There are several charities that help, encourage, and support people with their personal development and to help people into work, particularly people who may have lost their jobs as a result of COVID or may lack confidence and skills in returning to work. Now, we've spoken to some of them on Friday Night Clive before, of course. But tonight I'm talking to Karen Fielder from an organisation called Top Church Training and their fellow Queen's Award for Voluntary Service winners as well. And Karen joins me on the line now. Good evening, Karen. Hello, hi, Clive. Thank you very much for your time this evening. For anybody and who's unfamiliar with Top Church, tell me about Top Church training and who started it and why.
1: Well, we've we've only just celebrated our twenty-fifth anniversary, which was actually yesterday.
0: Oh, right! Congratulations. Um, yeah,
1: thank you very much. What's their cake? Had uh no no we did a fashion show fundraising event That's instead right. um <laughs> um with covid obviously it's hampered all our plans mm. so we kind of like feel a bit behind on everything um but um i haven't been with the charity for 25 years um but the charity was actually set up by the top church in dudley um and 25 years ago, the the vicar and the parish council at that time um, were very concerned about the levels of young people literally knocking on the door of the church Mm -hmm. who were claiming that they were homeless and had no money. Um, So out of compassion, um, Top Church Training was created. Uh, We're not a faith-based organisation, but we were born out of Christian faith um, so, so, yeah, that, it's, it's, amazing. It's, it's great that we're still here, but it, it's sad in some respects that we're still addressing homelessness uh, in, in probably a larger uh, quantity of numbers than, than perhaps right. back then. But equally, but it's, I, th- um,
0: I think it's, you know, that, that's one of the roles of the church, regardless of which faith or, or denomination mm. it represents, but it, you know, it's to engage with people and, it, and it's to yeah. signpost people and support people in whatever way is appropriate yeah. at the time. Now, you're the CEO, so what's your involvement?
1: Um, well, for me, um, my job is probably the boring job. <laughs> um, I, uh, my main role includes uh, strategy, uh, funding, um, making sure that uh, when we are successful with funding, mm-hmm. that we are adhering to those uh, set aims and objectives. Um, overseeing the operational side as well, um, leading and coaching uh, and delivering a really good team. Um, certainly, financial management is very much uh, a main role of uh, for me. Um, and I'm always looking at uh, the viability and sustainability. Um, you, we have a cafe project now that uh, I'll touch on a bit later. Mm. Um, but that's um our new sort of vision, if you like, in terms of We'll never be fully sustainable but at least with through there we can trade. So that that's exciting times now. So Hopefully right. COVID <laughs> doesn't return.
0: No, fit well. I mean, regretfully, it's not gone away but I think as people no. spend more time outdoors and the weather gets better I think yes. it's reasonable to assume that the figures will, uh, will um, diminish somewhat. But unfortunately there's still no room for complacency with it of course. Um, no, not at all. So, I mean, so t- I mean Tell me about, what would you say is your mission then? If I asked you to write a mission statement, you may have one, what would that be? Well,
1: well, we've kept ours very simple, uh, and that is bringing people and families together. That is is our mission. Mm -hmm. That is what we want, that is what we do, and that is what we want to do. That's our purpose.
0: Tell me about the kind of people that come to you for support and guidance and training, clearly.
1: Um, well, we help a diverse cohort of people um, from the age of 16 onwards uh, right up to the age of 70. Um, we support those that are facing homelessness or it's at risk of homelessness those that are certainly facing financial hardship. And, and as you mentioned in the introduction, um, <clears throat> since COVID and the pandemic, the furlough redundancies, um, we've seen a shift uh, in the, the direction of support. Uh, we're very much need-led, so we've adapted our service to respond to the, to the crisis. Mm-hmm. But um, we do see a lot of those coming forward experiencing extreme isolation and loneliness. Um, people struggling with mental health issues. Uh, we see certainly families that are struggling um, financially. Um, and we've even had families being referred to us that were just surviving on a box of cereal. So, so it's, 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 it's across the board, it really mm. is. And and no one size fits all. Um, but we will support and we will do whatever we can to, to ensure that people can move forward with their lives.
0: We've identified then the diversity of people that come to you for help and support. What can you actually offer people?
1: Um, well, again, um, we are a person centred approach. Um, we tailor the support around the individual's needs. So, like I say, one size does not fit at all. No. T- today, we've had a family come in in need of quite. A food, emergency food. Um and then only the other day we were sorting out uh, PIP appeals and tribunals. So it can array it can it can be so diverse. We we are so lucky. We've got an amazing, fantastic team. Um I'm so proud of all of them. Um and they are so flexible and adaptable and they do. They work best. they work so hard. Uh, they're very passionate about making a difference. Mm. So the needs that come are very raw. Um, it is mainly around poverty crisis and hardship that we're seeing Mm. and uh, certainly those with struggling with mental health we're not a counseling service but what we can do is start to help people to overcome their many barriers Uh, a lot of people have fallen into debt um fallen into arrears rent arrears Um, and, and the staff will advocate for them and they will talk to the appropriate services Um, they'll push plans in place and they actually become a role model um, to those that they're supporting, um, our, our aim is to enable them to actually pick up the phone and speak and talk to those uh, what they, we call perhaps officialdom, mm-hmm. and actually be able to negotiate and chat eventually on their own. So they don't we don't um, create dependency, um, but we also provide a one to one support service, um, not only with the practical summit that I've just spoke about, but also the mentoring support. We do a, a lot of work around building confidence and self-esteem um and again uh, throughout once you see people going through the support process um and they can start see seeing those barriers being overcome so if it's debts that you know they've seen us talking to citizens advice they've mm-hmm. seen us talking to the debt agencies and once those problems if you like start to be dealt with you start to see people sort of realize that oh 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 things things are changing, things are improving, things are happening for me. And you actually start seeing mindsets change and people start growing and they start to thrive again and they actually start to realize that life isn't that bad and there is support out there. And that's when, like I say, the mentoring and the confidence kicks in because that's when people start to realize what their lost potential and start to actually Mm -hmm. identify what their aspirations are. So Uh, that that part of the job
0: is so rewarding. Sure. I think as well, as you quite rightly say, there is help and support out there. You just have to ask for it. But it's actually, you know, almost taking the bull by the horns and saying, right, before this becomes a problem, I need, Mm. I don't know how to deal with such and such. So, you know, it's actually making that step. And I take it people can come to you directly. They don't have to be referred by a third party.
1: No, no, not at all. Um, they can come to us directly. We're on the Facebook page as well. We've got the Top Church Training, Briley Hill. Uh, not to be confused with the church in Top Church, in Dudley. Sure. Um, yeah, they can, or they could just ring the, the office, uh, which is... Can I give the number they out? You can, by all means. <laughs> yeah, it's 01384 262 um, Or we do have an information line as well, which is just um, admin at Top church Training, uh dot co dot uk and just drop us a line and staff will get back in touch with you um at the moment we only have funding for like um in the week so it's monday to friday um that's something else we're looking into is getting additional support funding where, where does
0: that come to from extend. though karen your funding the
1: funding mm. um we've been very successful um i have to say um we have recently been awarded another three years from the reaching communities fund the national lottery um we are heavily supported and funded through the Lewis Bank foundation Um, we currently work alongside an alliance Dudley Young People's Alliance so we work along partners including Chad Housing, YMCA, Just Straight Talk, Stonewater, um, Accord um, which is Green Square Accord Housing Um, and and between us uh, we are funded through local authority through the council Um, and we've been very successful with that Um, we've had funding from the local authority for for like eight years now. Um and we've recently been awarded funding through the CRF fifty program, um, which is through the West Midlands Combined Authority, um, which is through the Black Country Partnership. Mm-hmm. But we're very successful as well with small grants and trusts uh, and donations and legacies. So lots of lots of well known funds Um, But obviously, what comes with all of those is obviously all the monitoring reporting and the the set aims and objectives. But they all complement the the whole services that that we provide within within the charity.
0: Now, you've got several projects, including the Mm. Connect project and the Larder project. Tell me about those.
1: Uh, well, the Connect Project just encompasses all our group activities. So we run um, a, a men's and women's group. And before I go any further with those, mm. that was at their request. Um, we never set out to uh, create groups uh, just for <laughs> a single woman uh, and men's. We, we thought a joint group. But no, they, they were adamant they wanted their own group. So I'll just make that point there. Mm. Um, so the women's group is very much led by them they meet on a weekly basis and they come together it's a lovely group of ladies they've been absolutely amazing they've helped us in lots of different little mini projects or micro projects if you like um the last one was last year with the poppy appeal and in briley hill i'm not sure if you saw this where we we took part and supported local authority uh, with the production of Mm-hmm. And the women's group took part in that and they've been asked since to take part in new initiatives for the Briley Hill Heritage um, event uh, and Briley Hill in Bloom. So that's quite exciting. The men's group meets um, on a basis as well and it's a, a lovely group of guys that come together. Um, a lot of time it's around loneliness and isolation, um, but they forge friendships, they've they, they share. The issues that they've experienced that week uh, and they give a lot of peer support. Um, we also run parents' groups and mm-hmm. we've split those into young parents' groups and those that sort of... bit, bit more mature groups as well. Um, but it's lovely because it, in a way, a lot of parents, regardless of their age, have been denied the opportunity of coming together naturally, mm-hmm. which you would do through... Um, Baby and you know mother and baby groups and toddler right. groups. So obviously they were all shut down over COVID and lots of new mums especially and dads have, have missed out on that. Um and it's so important. I know myself with my children, um it was you know, when you're certainly a first-time mum, it's quite daunting, you know. I would and even you. though I've got a, a proliferal of support around me, not, not everybody has that. No. So again, we've seen a lot of need for this and, and people are asking. Them, and certainly, young mums were asking, "We we need to meet. We want to make friends. We want to meet each other." Uh, and throughout COVID, um, like I say, our team were fantastic uh, and making sure that they adhered to all the government um, legislation. And they were meeting out in the park and keeping social distancing. But it was that social connectivity that was desperately missed at yes. that time. And the group has since. You know, kept in touch. They, they go off to Scallywags and all the other places. so if was supposed Brilliant. to mention them, but all the indoor children's um, centres, um, and they do what we, what everybody does. You know, they come together, they've made friends, and they can have a chat about their children. and Is this is this right? Is it, should my mm-hmm. child be doing this? Yeah, that's fine. And and it's just that, just that friendliness and that welcoming, and and it keeps people coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. And like I say, we build that rapport. With them, and and that's when the issues start to emerge. Um, but I'll hold that there. But the cooking workshops we do cooking workshops at the minute, um basically aiming at improving basic life skills uh, in our young people and our families too. Um, we also run an allotment project, and that has been a very successful. Certainly, throughout COVID, it was the only activity we could carry on. Um, It was outdoor, we've got two big plots, so there was plenty of room Mm -hmm. for our volunteers to come up and have social distancing in place. And it was great because, obviously, certainly at the start of the pandemic, we saw a lot of our service users that were very frightened um you know what was happening with within the media i think was escalating um people's mental health issues um and i'm not saying that you know that they shouldn't We, we did need to know what was going on but certainly for those already with mental health it's really exasperated uh, their their situation. But to come to the allotment, Mm. it was great. They could have a chat. Um, Just quickly, we do run Harry's Community Cafe, um, and this brings me on to the Harry's Larder project. Um, The Harry's Cafe is a community hub, and we offer volunteering opportunities. It's a bit of a training centre, but it's also a place for people to come we do pay-as-you-feel um, menus um, alongside our daily menu as well so for those that perhaps you know were struggling financially they, they can still make a contribution or, or none at all um it was through the cafe project mm-hmm. that uh, we had about 10 days opening and then we were shut down in 2020 and it was at that point then with the harry's larder project was first created um, we because the support staff were still going out, they were still seeing their clients, they were making sure everybody was okay, because mm-hmm. I still remember those days, it was quite frightening oh, leading up to that just? time yes. um, and I was writing, and I, again this is my role, I write all the policies and procedures, I write the strategies and then I feed that down to my uh, operations manager, Laura Mapp, she then feeds that down to the team, so they, they're protected and they're secure sure. and they know what they're doing and what remix they have Um, And like I say, they were reporting back. So the needs were starting to feed back up quickly. Mm. Um, And we realised that we had people that were starving. They were frightened about leaving their homes. Mm -hmm. They were scared of catching COVID. A lot of them have health issues. At that time, we didn't know what COVID had in store for us. We didn't know what this virus was about. Um, And certainly those with learning difficulties, um, they actually took the words of our prime minister literally when he said do not leave the, your home they were not leaving mm-hmm. their home so we were thinking oh my gosh we've got we've got quite a large amount of people in our community that are going to starve to death yeah. so we started making the the food the healthy meals um and, and staff were fantastic and they started to, to deliver those out to every home what so from that was obviously when the furlough scheme was introduced and sadly redundancies were made mm-hmm. um the demand on our Harry's larder project which is the free food delivery service shot up it increased it, it increased about a hundred percent overnight yeah. um we were having calls of families that like i say were were starving, they had nothing they had no money uh, families had seen a massive reduction in their incomes. I think in some cases it was looking like forty percent fifty percent in others it was sixty percent so to lose that out of your wee, your monthly income sorry was it, it was it was crisis it just really plunged yes, people it into is, crisis it is. um but we were, we were able to cope with that and we mm-hmm. sort of, we delivered about over eight thousand meals. In that short, in a short period, I think it's from July to Christmas. Um, but we made sure that everybody was fed. And What's happening now with Harry Slater Project is that the funding that we were able to secure, and, and we were very fortunate with that. We were we had money from the heart of England. We've had uh, the Richardsons brothers, the foundation. They funded into this pot as well. Um, We had lottery funding, we had funding from Lloyds and Children in Need. um, And the the surplus that we've had is now funding our weekly brunch club. Um, So every Friday, 10 to 1, at the Harris Cafe on Briley Hill High Street, we offer a brunch club and it's open to everyone. Um, So anybody, even if you've dropped the kids off and you Mm -hmm. just want to see what else there is about, what something to do, just come along for that because it's there for the community.
0: I want to go back to something that you were saying a moment ago about par- the parents' groups that, that you have. Yeah. How do you support parents who are estranged from each other for whatever reason, but want to come together to support their children? Um, so, what do
1: you, in terms of estranged from their own families? Yes,
0: or... perhaps, you know, they may be divorced, separated, not speaking to each other, but they actually want to come together for, to support their children. Because that must present challenges to you. Um, we
1: don't necessarily see mum and dad. Um, we tend to just, if they're single parents, we we tend to see mum um,
0: mm.
1: or dad. <laughs> uh, we don't do any kind of like um, you know relationship. No, I
0: just wonder whether they may you know mm. they, they might want to come together. They can sort of you know bury their differences for the benefit of the oh, children. Yeah.
1: If- Yeah, of course. I mean, we wouldn't exclude anybody. Um, We've never had that happen, though. Um, What we tend to find um, in previous times is, like, with the men's group, um, they have no access to the children. And we have supported them um, with Fathers for Justice, and and a lot of them are not they don't pose a risk, they don't pose a risk to the child, um, and we will we have done in the past like mediation, we have brought in the the right services. Again, we will signpost, but we also handhold as well, sure. um, and and we will sort of um, not not advise so much, but we will link them to those specialists. Uh, and they seek the advice from there. We do find we might have to relay a lot of the information, because sometimes you are listening to somebody, and sometimes it doesn't quite register, because you're you're in a panic mode. Um, But we we haven't had that issue yet, and we have, like I say, when we have had mum and dad, and they have had a row, we've got staff there, if you like, that they have a chat with them sure um and we just just bring it to basics mm-hmm. um karen what what
0: happens sorry. what happens um where uh, where english isn't somebody's first language
1: um, that that's really interesting because when we do have uh people come on board um that there, there are other ways of communication and we we can bring in translators in some um times we have if, if have very little grasp of, of the english language um but we do lots of different activities we do lots of things where um there's crafts there's knitting or there's some kind of like practical mm-hmm. um, activity like i said or drawing or we brought in an artist or something like that uh, and certainly cooking is a great one for breaking down those in on the program very little grasp of english language but once they get cooking it's amazing <laughs> yeah, how we all is. come together with yeah. that yeah. and they're able to show and train others um and we've all learned how to make authentic samosas and curries so we encourage that we really do encourage diversity and certainly like i say you know we do encourage people to um access the local courses from the uh, adult community learning programs yes. uh, we have had access to translators um, because we don't want that to be a barrier for people um, we have in the past had um, staff members that can who are bilingual and can speak those languages and we do currently have um, one member of staff um, that is, is very knowledgeable on certainly um, you know sort of leaches her ans- ancestry, if I could say, hmm. um, you know, she is from the Indian Asian culture, uh, and she also brings um, different languages Super. with her as well. So we do look for those skills, certainly when we're recruiting. Um, well, it's well, not, you know, we haven't, they haven't got to come, but it's great when we do find staff with those extra absolutely. skills.
0: Well, you, you know, they're, 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 they're sort of, you know, quite key really to, to how you operate, and of course, you wouldn't be able to mm. function without your volunteers. Um, no. And I, I guess, you know, are you? Are you on the lookout for more volunteers at the moment or are you quite adequately oh, yes. resourced? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Any we particular key
0: areas? Uh,
1: well, we couldn't uh, have carried on with the Harris Larder project without them. Um, and I think what, what we're aiming to achieve now is we want more volunteer-led projects and activities. Uh, like I said about like the women's group and the men's group, mm. Uh eventual aim is to hand that over to a volunteer and to become fully volunteer led. Obviously staff would be there to facilitate and support but already we've identified strengths in some of our members um, and we're training them to start taking the lead um, and eventually that, that that's what we'd like to replicate. Um, we've got lots of fantastic ideas and activities um, planned for the next year or so so we're looking for those that maybe have worked in an educational sure. background have been in working in schools got experience of working with children or those that have worked in um you know with nurseries or certainly the care sector as well because yes. the qualities that they have that are really really great and certainly people skills and um, people that can get on with each other and have that rapport and that friendly approach um those are the sort of qualities we we also look for but also in the kitchen in in Harry's cafe um one of our success stories is we had uh, a volunteer that started with us and <clears throat> she had previous catering backgrounds, she'd worked um you know in some of the reputable um sort of fast food uh, outlets and, and she'd worked in restaurants and in banks and things like that before Um, but she got involved with us because she'd been raising her children she kind of felt you know she'd lost her confidence and wasn't ready for work Um, and she supported us she's been fantastic she's been amazing she was so reliable if you asked her to do something she was there Um, and she supported with all our hamper projects and all our lunch bag projects that we've done for the half the holiday activities fund um and recently um we had the opportunity of offering some job opportunities, and we offered oh, that this one particular rollout to all our volunteers. And she was successful, so we've got a volunteer now that's coming to work for us as a paid employee. Splendid. So. So yeah, so that that's been amazing. That's been Good.
0: fantastic. Now, like so, us, like us, you're a Queen's Award for Voluntary yes. Service recipient, and uh, you know, congratulations on receiving that. Because and and we, to you as well. You because congratulations to you. It's it's you know, it's a difficult one, you know, to achieve. Mm. They they don't just dish them out like biscuits, that's for sure. But what does no, it they, mean to your organisation, and how will it help you going forward?
1: Well, I mean, as you know, it's the most prestigious award a charity could ever hope to achieve, and the one thing that I was so proud is that it's 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 an honour for the whole team, um, you know, and and so they're all they're all included in that. Um, so everybody, everybody involved with the charity has had an element of that. So. Uh, that That's the part that I'm really chuffed with. Um, for us, it, it really has propelled us. Um, it's fantastic when you're writing for funding because they always ask you about whether you have any awards, any achievements, and we are so proud to have, be able to say that, that we are... Winners, and we've been successful at the Queen's Award. Mm. Um, we do have the plaque now. We we're able—I think we we picked the Power Award at the same time as yourself because we yes. you missed out on our 2020 awards because of COVID. So. But that was a wonderful experience, coming to Birmingham Hippodrome, uh, meeting the Lord Lieutenants, um, going on the stage, being presented. Um, I was with my then-chair, Joe Taylor, um, and that was a lovely experience for her, because all our trustees, all our board are volunteers as well. Yes, same as um, ours. Yeah, exactly, and, and yourself. So... It, it, we just we were proud as punch, and certainly moving forward, all our volunteers um present, past, and future will now all be able to receive a lovely badge a queen's award badge, and we 've created a certificate of achievement so for certainly for those that are going into um, into work or try to upskill themselves and get ready to move closer to that job market. On their CVs, they will have that on there. So in interviews, I'd like to think that prospective employers would home in on that I'm sure and, and talk to them about yeah. it. So,
0: so for anybody who would like to get in touch with you, just give a, your phone number another shout out and your website address as well.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. It's the uh, land. It's the best. The landline the best number to get. Yes. Um, and please leave a message if nobody's there. It's a one three eight four two six two one one four um and the best email to get us on is uh, admin at topchurchtraining dot co dot uk. We do have a website as well um which is www.topchurchtraining.co.uk dot topchurchtraining dot co dot uk But we're on the High Street in Briley Hill. We've got our main office there, and Harry's on the High Street as well. So you can just pop in. Every Friday we have a brunch club open from 10 to 1. Um, And if you're in Briley Hill, please please pop down and and see us. Pop in and, you know, have some of the tasty food that our volunteers have made. Splendid. (laughs) Tasty brunch.
0: (laughs) Karen Fielder, CEO of Top Church Training, thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 8pm. If you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne and produced by Andy Kadic.